0: Basecon has been growing from strength to strength. Founder and CEO, Dom Crawley, is proud of his young and energetic team who ensure projects are delivered on time. We hear from two of his members, Xavier Schurz and Skandan Kumar about their role and Basecon's impact in the building and construction industry. First I ask Xavier how long he's been with the business.
1: So I've started at BaseCon, well, an off of BaseCon since I left school, which was about three years ago. So I finished um, my year 12 year and then I was going to have a gap year and then travel, but I ended up getting roped into working with Dom Crawley and uh, I've never really looked back since. So I've just, um, I started off labouring and now I'm in the office.
0: So what's your role at BaseCon?
1: So I'm the uh, assistant operations manager. Um, so I oversee most sides of the business and the day-to-day activities and make sure that they run smoothly. Why did you join the team? I joined because it was an opportunity. I never really saw myself being in construction. I never really thought about it. So it was sort of just an opportunity that sort of fell into place and I just, yeah, it just, just happened for myself and here I am now sitting in a job that I would never have dreamt of being involved in.
0: Ballarat, born and bred.
1: Yep, yeah, always been from Ballarat, so went to a local Ballarat school at St Pat's. So, um, yeah, no, I love Ballarat here. It's a, it's a good community. It's handy. It is. It's um, it's close to, especially for our work, it's close to Melbourne, Geelong. So it's yeah, it's only really an hour and a half drive from anywhere. So yeah, that helps.
0: Well, we'll go into detail what you do at base kind bit later, Xavier. But now, if I can turn to Scandon... How long have you been with BaseCon?
2: Well, I've uh, been with BaseCon for nearly one and a half years now. Yeah, so started off with, from Base Earthworks. I've been through the journey from, between Base Earthworks to BaseCon now. It's going pretty all right.
0: Fantastic. And why did you join?
2: Well, I was looking for a working opportunity. I just moved from Sydney uh, nearly a couple of years ago. I was just looking for an opportunity and uh, this one presented itself. And I was here, started off as a... Bookkeeper. Now I'm here working as a scheduling manager.
0: And you're living in Melbourne?
2: I used to live in Melbourne. Then work got into me and I moved to Ballarat.
0: A bit colder in Ballarat?
2: Yeah, it is, but then it's fine. <laughs> not not so much.
0: So tell me, Scanton, what's a typical day for you? Is there a typical day?
2: Well, yeah, my days are pretty much structured and are meant to be structured anyway. Well, I start off looking, uh, uh, making sure everything's all right for the day. But just t- touching base with the subcontractors, making sure that they are on site, they don't have any issues to begin with. And also follow up with them to, uh, through the day, just make sure everything's okay for the inspections later on that day. And if you've got any concrete posts, then just following up with pumpies and con- concreters, just making sure everything's all right in the back end.
0: Is it always all right?
2: Ah, uh, well, not really. My job is to make sure everything's all right as much as I can. <laughs> From and end, I try to make sure that everything's all right. A lot of phone work? Yeah, a lot of phone work, and that goes along with uh, note, note, note-taking as well.
0: Now, I understand you probably have a bit of responsibility at BaseCon. How do you handle it?
2: Well, Dom has given us a set of structured processes to follow, as long as we stick to that. Uh, our processes are completed and it would be done as per the expectation. So my job is to pretty much stick to that and make sure it happens.
0: A steep learning curve in the beginning?
2: Oh yeah, it took a lot of wild rides in the beginning. But then I got there. Eventually everyone got there and a lot of effort from the management to start off. That helped us a lot to learn a different set of responsibilities. And then, yeah, now we're here. Enjoy it? Oh yeah,
0: of course. What parts of the job do you enjoy?
2: Well, trying to engineer the process is the best part of what I do, just to make sure that everything's all right as per a process. It's the best thing that I can ask for, uh, It aligns with the qualifications that I've got. So that's the uh, can't ask for a better thing as of now.
0: Satisfied with the job well done? I mean, every day is different, of course, but overall satisfied?
2: Well, yeah. Uh, it's a day-to-day thing, I suppose, because when a job is completed and approved by the inspectors, that's when I would feel satisfied. And the uh, best part is, uh, in the end, we could go take it off in the job system as uh, by making it go green. That's a really good thing for us.
0: What do you mean by that?
2: Well, say, for example, if you're doing piers, uh, we need to get, that, get them drilled and then get them inspected after that pour concrete to the right levels. So if everything's done, then we take it off in the system uh, right after every process is completed. And then once every boxes are ticked, then it goes green. That means the job's well done. Thanks, Skandin. Now, Xavier, back to you.
0: There's a lot riding on your shoulders, and uh, being such a small team, how do you handle it?
1: Yeah, I think, um, although I am 21, I I still... Age isn't really a barrier and a limit on the responsibility that you can have. I think that's just really an an excuse that people can create for other people. It's been difficult because there's been a few times where you might just throw your hands in the air and say, why am I dealing with this? Or uh, situations cause a real dampener and just a lack of confidence as well. But I think it's just the ability to have confidence that you know what you're doing and that you're the person who can deal with the situations that you're presented with. So I've never really looked at my age as being a reason why I can't do something. So
0: what do you do? What's a typical day
1: for you? Um, Normally, early starts, I like to get my eight hours of sleep, which is always important. Um, Normally in the office, around 6.30, quarter past six, that just allows me to have enough quiet time before seven o'clock to to get my day structured up. And then normally the phone calls start happening around seven o'clock, and then the days really really fly from that point.
0: A lot of planning involved?
1: Um, yeah, a lot of planning from the day before, which you need to, in this job, you need to have a good idea of what's happening the next day as that just causes more issues and being unorganised. So yeah, I like to have everything in place definitely the day before the day starts.
0: Yeah. Good support from others in the team?
1: Yeah, great support. Obviously, you're responsible for your your daily procedures and the structure of your days. But if something does happen or you need advice and support from someone, um, yeah, no, BaseCon's always offered that to us. Yeah, there's always issues that sometimes we don't quite know what to, how to deal with. But no, there's always that, that back-end support that helps us out for sure.
0: How do you wrap up the day? How do you know when you're finished?
1: Um, sometimes it's quite hard because there's... Sometimes there's issues on site and nothing's ever perfect that will need to be required to be fixed that next day. But normally it's a, a, a group meeting that we have together that just finalises all the small details and then I think once, once you mention them and discuss them as a team, you have confidence that everyone's aware of the situation and that they will be followed up. Because if we, in our job, unfortunately, if the little things aren't followed up, it can have massive uh, ramifications on our business.
0: Thanks, Xavier. Now, if I can turn back to you, Scandon, mate. Australia's a relatively new country for you. How's that been for you? The cultural side of things.
2: I came to Australia in a hope that I could experience different culture. So I first started off working in Wollongong, New South Wales. Ever since then, I've been I've worked in different places, and I've had different uh, experience with the culture. To be honest, so the culture in the city is different to what's happen outside major cities, I mean, how it is in the major cities. Well, with the cultural side of things, I would say uh, it's very welcoming and warm. I haven't had any issues in any of that sort.
0: I'd imagine there's a number of cultural differences that Aussies typically have. Is that something you've had to learn quickly in terms of doing business?
2: Language barrier is one of the main, biggest difficulties that I had to face with. Well, uh Having a mindset preloaded with that adaptability factor, I uh, think I was prepared to take in whatever I could. I was ready to understand whatever has had to be understood. Uh, the lingo's, the normal uh, terminologies that I'm supposed to understand, just so that that will help me communicate with everyone, uh, just like everyone else. So yeah, that's something that I picked up pretty quick as well, and I'm confident about it too. So yeah, that helped me to break that barrier and make sure everything's all right. I could communicate easily, everyone understood me. Uh, As well as workplace culture too. Uh, Even that, I I think uh, my company was very warm and welcoming in that area, very cooperative as well. Having said that, I'm a pretty simple guy, so I don't think I I had any issues.
0: Do Aussies tend to be a bit too direct at times?
2: Well, yes, sort of, but then that's always... I take it in a fun way, which is mostly sarcastic is what I suppose. But yeah, that that's fun because I try to be sarcastic as much as I can too.
0: Sometimes you don't know whether
2: they're joking or not. It's the same with from my end as well. Sometimes I don't know whether my sarcasm is being picked up or not.
0: <laughs> well, I suppose it goes both ways, yeah. Good on you, and Thank you. Now, if I can put the boss under the spotlight. Dom Crawley, welcome. There's been an ever-increasing workforce In Australia with a large number of immigrants now how has that changed over time and does that mean you're doing things differently with uh, BaseCon?
3: Yeah in our game concreting and I guess in construction there's been a huge influx of immigrants over the over the last five to six years Um, we're getting a lot of Indians a lot of Pakistans a lot of Asians that are coming into the construction game and that's generally because we've got a lot of students over here working and it's an easy thing for them to get into. So a lot of them don't have to have qualifications in concreting in Victoria especially, they don't have to have qualifications. So they can get in and get a job and make some money. So for us, I've noticed a massive change in our business. We we would have about 90% of our subcontractors now would be in the concreting game, would be of, of Indian background and we find them an absolute pleasure to work with their work ethic is outstanding uh you know six days a week it's and they're always polite to talk to on the phone they're they're very astute with the way they deal with things the problem we've had is quality because they're so new in the game is actually getting their standard of work to an australian standards but that's just a time frame we need to work with them and they will be in the game long enough where they will come out the other side keeping in mind we've got a a country that's got a history of immigrants coming through and building things. So, you know, whether it was the Italians in the early days and then the Vietnamese, et cetera, et cetera, it's, you know, we just go through these waves of different people coming through. But at the moment, we mainly deal with the Indians, and it's an interesting conversation. I've, I've spoken to Scandon about it before. Why do they approach it so different? And when I say different, a lot of our Australian, and I'll use the word Australians, the, the people who have been in the game for the last 20 years or 15 years or 10 years, why are they hard to work with? We've got the other side to it. They're generally people who can't get work in other areas or it's an easy option concreting for them. They don't have to have a qualification. It doesn't cost a lot to set up. And I'll be honest, I think our work ethic in Australia that we're developed is pretty poor. Um, you know, we want to get paid a lot and not do a lot for it. So working with the Indians, is a, it's a real um, pleasure in the fact that, you know, that they will go and work. And it doesn't matter. They, they appreciate and respect the fact they're getting a job. So, and we're getting a lot of fight back from it. We've got a lot of people who give us a lot of criticism. Um, there's a lot of racism still in the construction game. And we just don't put up with it. We embrace what it, what's going to work for us and work for them and, and we're supporting them. But, yeah, the industry in general, we've got a lot to go through because, um, you know, there there is two sides to the construction game at the moment, but um, I know who's going to come out on top and it's the ones with the right work ethic and who want to be – a pleasure to deal with. Um, You know, no one wants to go to work and get abused on a daily basis. And unfortunately, construction in Australia has a bit of a history of being bullying. And I hope it goes away and I hope BaseCon supports that and, and embraces it and pushes it through.